What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, VEASAN.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Producer number nine, so much more than a producer. Uh, Kelly, when they uh, subscribe to the VEASAN Plus 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 subscription, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. You get, you get some great value. We can, we're barely composed to do this <laughs> we, show. We this got a great crew here, but man, <laughs> there, there's too many laughs before the show, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't wait for that to be available. I was just crying back here laughing. I like, literally like was three shedding. minutes ago. I'm like, I only got shedding tears. My eyes was laughing so hard. <laughs> okay, we'll try to we'll try to compose ourselves on the show today. Uh, Pete Futak, college football on the cusp of the second of six college football rankings. Where will TCU show up in that? What's the chaos scenario? That's what I really want to know. What's the chaos scenario uh, four weeks from now on December fourth when the final one comes out? That will inform perhaps some of your to-make-the-playoff bets. Bob DeLuca joins us, ladies and gentlemen. That's the real story of the show today. Bob DeLuca, who famously had six entries, six of them, in the final 123. He had six in the final 125 when he came on two weeks ago. Then six in the final 123 when he came on last week. And he went down with all bills. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. He's a stand-up guy. He's coming on the show. Did I need to coax him, Kelly? Did I need to persuade him? Did I need to lure him? Did I need to cajole him? I'm going to guess no. No. Because Bobby's the man. Bob's like, I'm on. So it was that easy. And Bob's going to talk about it. We'll get into all the things. You know, when did he know he was cooked? Does he have any regrets? Did he hedge? Would he do it all over again? We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll get into it. But I have so many we'll questions. We'll ask him so many questions that will make yeah. him think about it for the next three months and uh, hate it even more. Listen, and I, I'm on record as saying this yesterday. While we on this show, while I, for the last two weeks, I basically want, I said to him, I go, you should probably, you know, it's six entries. It was, it was 6,000. Now it's 125. You've probably split them. And he did split them. And when he went back to one, I was like, oh, everybody else is going to be real thrilled about it. Even though all those things are true, and we did the, and we said those things. At the same time, I do push back against everybody else who said, oh, he's, he's an idiot. No, I don't think he is. Even though I advocated doing something different. I don't think he is because there's no, this is not binary. This is not, oh, it's fourth and one, should you go for it, should you not. There's right. different paths to the promised land here. And had his calculations gone correctly, had, had his calculus gone correctly, 
he might have checkmated everybody. Yeah, and I think, you know, we'll yeah. talk to him about some of that here today, but no. it's the, yeah, he, he had a plan in place and a strategy for going forward. And I think a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people react to it like it's, you just, you take the result on face value and, oh, you did something wrong. Well, it's like, no, nah, it was part of the process to lead up to it. And, you know, a massive favorite. Jay Khan will be here to talk hockey, Kai McKeon, college basketball. You like that college basketball day? All 25 of the top 25 playing for the first time ever in college basketball yesterday. How about the NBA? Jonathan Montobo will be here staggering their games every 15 minutes on the night before election day, which is today, of course. Everybody get out and vote. You like that 15-minute staggering thing? That was glorious. NBA, take note. You need to redo your schedule to have it like that every single night. It's awesome. It was awesome. Maybe if you're out east, you don't like it as much, but I don't think it'd be that bad. I mean, if you're an NBA nut like me, that was it was amazing because I could I could put on I had one TV going, TV going on Monday Night Football, set up the other TV up with NBA going. I was just catching the end of every, every close game. It was awesome. Some big finishes in the NBA last night. Well, Steph Curry dropped 47 for the Warriors in the proverbial early season must win situation for the Warriors. Man, that team's, that team's struggling right now, Gil. Yeah, the end of their losing streak, uh, but Steph had 47. Luka had 36 and a win over the Nets, improving to the second-best scoring average to the first nine games of the season in NBA history behind Michael Jordan's start to the 88-89 season. Like, look at this. Look at this tweet from Mike Adams. Look at that. If you're on a list that goes Jordan, Luka, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan to start a season, that's pretty dang impressive. Pretty impressive. Uh, so Luka with the start of season. By the way, uh, if you're scoring at home, averaging 36.0 points a game through the first nine games of this season. And then, of course, the biggest thing, um, well, the Bucks finally lose. Bucks aren't going to go 82-0. and We should mention that. You see the Blazers' heat finish last night? Blazers go to 7-3. and three. Oh, my gosh. Max Struess, so there's like six seconds left. I don't think you saw it, right? So there's Max Struess, inbounds play, six seconds or seven, seven seconds left on the clock. Wait, what it is. Inbounds play to Max Struess, trapped in the quarter, has to take a contested three, gets it up to take a three-point lead over the Blazers. Dame goes right down the court, dish to Josh Hart, open in the corner, hits it right at the buzzer to, uh, for the walk-off win. Blazers really just overperforming everybody's expectation of them here in the first uh, 10% plus of the season. But the big thing yesterday, we all had to do with football. And first of all, the game, let's start with the game yesterday and what we have to say about this. Baltimore beats New Orleans. They beat them 27-13. to 13. I had another uh, in-game bet on Femi and Wes's show last night. Another winner went under 41 and a half. Listen, I, on that show, I have... I grabbed the same thing last night. Yeah, so a lot of people, as I'm making these bets, it occurs to me that a lot of people are going to be like, well, you could have had the 46, you know, three drives ago. You're right, I could have. But I'm like 7-1 and one on that show doing this kind of thing. It is such a, it is such a uh, sort of a reflection of how good in-game betting can be because are you really better off pre-flop hoping that your handicap is right, or are you better off some drives into a game where you're like, oh, I see how this is going. And so far that's worked out. Now, could I be just but lucky about it, Kelly? Sure. But I had the under 41 and a half. That just gets there because of a, a flurry of a uh, couple touchdowns there at the end by both teams. But yeah. really, this was a dead under. Really, The only thing you need to know about this is the Ravens had three really long drives. One was an 11-play, seven-minute drive of 76 yards. That was their first touchdown drive. Their second one was a 12-play, seven-minute drive for 81 yards. And they had a field goal drive of over six and a half minutes, 12 plays as well. The Ravens get it done. The Ravens have led by double digits in all nine games this season. So think about that. 
right? Think about that and where, where they're actually at win-loss-wise. But then Six their upcoming three. schedule, right? So easy. So easy. Yeah. That's why uh, you can't make a Bengals division bet because of that. Yeah, you really you, yeah, you really can't. I mean, they go into the bye week, and then it's the Panthers at home, at Jacksonville, Broncos at home, at the Steelers, at the Browns, Falcons at home, Steelers at home, and then to end the season at Cincinnati. Are they the most... You know how we say, oh, this team's a dead over. Are they the most dead under team in all of football? Because of the nature of the fact that they don't have wideouts. I get it. They actually have human bodies, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Right? Rashad Bateman's out for the year. So they're not going to be explosive with any sustainability. They're going to be a move-the-chains offense with Lamar. And that defense, by the way, Roquan Smith, how about that debut last night? Yeah. So they feel dead under-ish. So we'll see how those lines go with those totals. The one team that I've been betting, uh, I mean, that I feel is more is more dead under is the is the Tampa Bay Bucks because that's where that defense has played pretty well, but the offense can't do anything. I think you're right. The Ravens are up there when you look at them. Just thinking, looking at the best under teams: Denver, Denver, and Buffalo. Buffalo one in se- uh, one in seven, seven and one to the under this year. Colts eight and one, eight and one. Buffalo is seven and one. Denver seven and one to the under. Those are your top under teams, but Tampa Bay right there at two and seven. Baltimore three and six. So the uh, so you know, are the Ravens still in that four to seven group of our of our NFL power rankings? Yep, they just solidify their place once again in that group. So weird how they've been there all year. All year, and yeah. Like I'm not. No, no that's reason exactly to change where it. they deserve to be. Yeah, we'll do. By the way, we won't do a ranking state, but we'll do our sort of mid-season heat check on NFL awards, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie, Coach of the Year, MVP, all that stuff. We'll get into that a little later on the show. It's the full mid-season awards show, Gil. We okay. got music yeah. and everything. Oh, right? do we really? Oh, 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 yeah. oh then I undersold it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have music. Looking forward to that. I always enjoy music on this show. I like when it's overproduced. And so when we were on Guessing Lines yesterday, not only did we do the betting segment with Mac Verstandy, but we also had the news come down during the show that Frank Reich was being fired by the Indianapolis Colts. What we did not know is that Jeff Saturday, who a minute before that had been an ESPN analyst, he was named interim coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Jeff Saturday, uh, who played all those seasons with Peyton Manning under center, won Super Bowl with the Colts. I guess that's uh, Jim Irsay's guy. And so even though they had Gus Bradley on the staff or have Gus Bradley on the staff, uh, with head coaching, previous head coaching experience, John Fox with previous head coaching experience, they go out of the box. And when I mean, so when I say out of the box, I mean out the box, big time. So Saturday is their uh, interim coach. We were sort of joking yesterday, like, what would be the most, uh, uh, you know, random sort of equivalent in ESPN? Like, if if Michigan fired Jim Harbaugh and they hired Desmond Howard as the interim coach, like, what was the, what's the equivalent? <laughs> You know, like the Seattle Seahawks fire Pete Carroll and Mina Kimes is your new head coach. Big, big Seattle fan. I don't even know what to make of We were talking about it a bit on big bets yesterday. And it's like, I'm running, my, my brain's running in circles of the, cause I can't, I can't escape the thought that, okay, this team is realized their, their future of this season. It's let's go into the tank and get in position to actually get a young quarterback to build this franchise upon instead of bringing in all these retread veteran quarterbacks. But I don't, the, the thought keeps running back in my mind, Gil. Like, if you wanted to lose, you were doing a great job at it already. The other big news yesterday in football, Josh Allen, we learned, is being evaluated for a, a, a potential UCL injury. And, Kelly, I went out and made a couple bets on, the, on this possibility that he 
could be out for some time. I don't know if he will be. He's being evaluated today. But I went out and I bet the Jets and the Dolphins to win the AFC East yesterday. Jets at 20 to 1. Okay. Dolphins at 575, plus 575, just on the chance that he could be out. Now, he might not be, right? It might be two ridiculously dumb bets. But I thought at those numbers, it was worth a shot. Not for anything beyond the division, not for anything AFC or Super Bowl, but for the division itself, right now with the Bills tied with the Jets and a Scotia ahead of the Dolphins. Took a flyer on that. Yeah, and for that game line this week, remember that opened about eight and a half, nine in most shops against the Vikings, down to six, six and a half most places. UCL, the type of thing that, of course, will get you Tommy John surgery in baseball. But if there's any kind of tear, you got to rest that. So we'll see. We'll do hope that we don't wish anything bad on it, but, you know, come from a betting perspective. That's how it is. Some college basketball next on it. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. And stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Pardon me, 4700. That's 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here as well. By the way, Kelly, I want to... Uh, mention our betting loss on the World Series, World Series MVP. 
had uh, Framber Valdez and Christian Javier, the uh, Game 6 Astros starter and the would-be Game 7 Astros starter. The MVP does go to Jeremy Pena. And we said when we were going through the, the thought process of why we made the bets that if there was an offensive player, that's why we went through who are the biggest offensive players at the time. Remember when we started talking about it after game four, Pena, Altuve, and who was the third? Oh, uh, Guriel each had five hits for the Astros. So if one of those guys kept going, they could pollute this. But at the numbers, plus 750 on Valdez, 15 or 16 to one, as it turned out on Javier, um, I think before game five, when we made the play, it was 10 to one and 12 to one. We knew one, we knew one of them was going to drop, uh, namely Valdez, if, if no one really went crazy in game five. But anyway, Pena never stopped hitting. And so uh, he ends up getting it. It was funny when the, when game six ended, by the way, congratulations to all Astros backers. When game six ended, people were tweeting like, well, did we, you think we got this with Valdez? And I was like, it's a coin flip between Pena and Valdez. And I, I have no issue with Pena winning it. He deserves it. By the way, I think Pena uh, bet uh, ticket holders probably should have had no problem if Valdez won it. Pena ended up with nine hits and really some important hits, some go-ahead hits in, the, in that series. Valdez ended up 18, what was it, uh, 18 strikeouts in 12 and a third innings. Of like two run ball. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so like he could have definitely did it. But anyway, I hope people understand that you're not going to win every bet. But if your thought process on the odds, right? If it was two to one or three to one on those pitchers, we never make the bet. But at seven to one or at the time ten to one mm-hmm. and twelve to one, you make that bet. Didn't work out for us, but not every bet's going to work out. But I'd make the bet over and over. By the way, to make the bet, I had to drive to Arizona. <laughs> I love that you finally did so it. So right after the show on Friday. <laughs> It's a real quick drive, right? You just go, it literally picture me yeah, going. Can we talk about this process real quick? So, so yeah, where'd, the, you, where'd po- you go? Apologies to Kai McKeon on yeah, this. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So where, where, where did you go? I go, so Crack told me, he says, yeah, just go exit two. Right? So you go, and I literally go right over the Hoover Dam. Like one of America's right. finest <laughs> achievements. I'm a, driving over the Hoover Dam, one of America's finest engineering achievements. And then you're looking and for like the first gas station bro, like past it? Right when you go over the dam. Picture me like like doing a wheelie and stopping into this little, <laughs> just sort of indented parking lot into the into the uh, sort of stone of the uh, of natural stone of it's Arizona. Like a, it's like a viewing area for we, people to come see the Hoover Dam. No, Gil's got a, his back turned to the Hoover Dam with his phone out putting yeah. bets in. Yeah, and like, so you like, know what happened? So Fandle, they, I I couldn't even get as much. I've never made a bet there in my life. They saved me money. They wouldn't let me bet what I wanted to bet. I've never made a bet there in my life. What what's going on with that? They capped the bet. Is it because Boyd might have flagged I, me it, here? Maybe. That's the only possible explanation. Because what other oh, I've never made a bet with you before. Yeah. It's the well, weirdest thing. Let's talk some college. It's still it's still odd, but it might be the only thing that would make sense is the Boyd thing. <laughs> it's like could you like screeching in front of Mount Rushmore to make a bet? Like, <laughs> Get out of my way. <laughs> Like I felt so bad. I was like, I know, I'm sorry. Apologies to the to our founding fathers. Um, I know it was very post founding fathers. Uh, let's talk some college basketball. Kai McKinn is here from Three Man Weave. How you doing, Kai? Gil, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How how was how much did you like day one of college basketball? Where all 25 oh, yeah. top 25 teams were in action. Never before. Yeah, it it was crazy. Uh, a lot to keep track of, obviously, but super fun day. You had buzzer beaters. You had double overtime games. You had upsets. Couldn't ask for more from yesterday. It's only one game. 
But was there anything that happened yesterday that sort of made you say, okay, uh, I was right about sort of like that corroborates maybe a preseason notion I had or, oh, wait a minute, that's something I need to watch out for. I might be wrong about. Yeah, kind of a, uh, a whoa, I might be wrong on this team. Florida State losing to Stetson outright. Stetson, not a competitor in the A-Sun this year. And Florida State, a team I thought would bounce back this season, sort of be what Leonard Hamilton is usually at that program. Uh, but last year, we saw them uh, not perform very well. This year, early returns, it's not looking good, especially with the suspension to star freshman Baba Miller and a couple other guys out of lineup, too. I'd be hesitant to back uh, the Knowles going forward. Um. There were, so, I mean, the mismatches were so, you know, were bounding yesterday too. So it's like it's so hard to, it's yeah. so hard to make any to draw any conclusions. However, since we're here, Kentucky seemed to shoot well. That matters, right, for a mm-hmm. team that has had two horribly disappointing seasons in a row. Yeah, absolutely. And the addition of Antonio Reeves from Illinois State, the addition of C.J. Frederick, who sat out last year from Iowa, those guys are huge for them. They have two legit shooters now on the Florida space around Sheebway when he comes back to play with Wheeler when he comes back. And of course you have the freshman, right? Wallace Livingston. It's going to be a really, really good team when we get into the SEC play. Yeah. Sheebway and, and Wheeler not playing yesterday. Uh, who were you? I had asked this of Jim Root. You're a three man weave uh, colleague, by the way, uh, at three MW underscore CBB for all of three man weaves plays. We don't want to uh, forget about Matty Cox either. The third of the three man group. Um, what what was your sense in terms of futures? What did you bet this year? Maybe not also to win the national title, but in addition to that, some some conferences. What did you have? Yeah, uh, I got some Baylor for sure, and I still think there's value on Baylor. Um, they're being priced around, what, the seventh or eighth shortest odds in, in the market right now, and I think they're a top three team. Uh, I, I believe in Scott Drew, top five coach. He's been there before, right? He's won a title already, uh, and, and they have a lot of talent. Their backcourt's awesome. In a year, we don't see many good guards around the country. And then they have a five-star freshman, Keontae George. So they have high-end talent to go with great coaching. Um, I, I really like Baylor in the futures market still at 15-1. to 1. Anything in a conference that you bet? Uh, conference-wise, I, I uh, let's see here. Sorry to put you on the spot with that. No, I, I got I to gotta think a little bit. Okay. I'm sure I made some some mid-major bets. Uh, took a flyer on Florida in the SEC because I'm really into Todd Golden's team this season. But... Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to think about my best bets there okay. for, for a bit. Um, let me. So most a lot of college basketball betters, I won't say most, but a lot of college basketball betters say that this is the time of year where they just destroy, like they swear by it. Is that the case with you guys? Yeah, historically November has been our best month, um, and that's because books are right relying on the Kim Palms, the Bart Torviks of the world, uh, which don't account for everything, all the nuance that happens in the off season. Theoretically, you should have your biggest edge, right? November, December. Once it gets into conference play, especially in February, that edge kind of dissipates. The the uh, the analytic sites like Kempom get pretty accurate, and it gets harder and harder to beat. Makes sense. Let me ask you about a team because I don't I don't purport to know anything compared to what you know about college basketball these days. Though it was the sport I perhaps loved, as, you know, more than anything, but the NFL growing up, growing up in the Mid Atlantic with the Big East, the ACC. But I do know about one team in the West Coast Conference, and I started talking about them a lot last year. I happened to be friends with a, a father of one of the stars of this team. And now they had three freshmen, uh, we're talking West Coast Conference, three freshmen all-conference players last year. They now are sophomores. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about Pepperdine. Uh, mm-hmm. I get it. This is the conference where Gonzaga has just been, you know, the complete Goliath. But you have in Houston Millette, uh, in, Max, in Max Lewis, 
Anne and Mike mm-hmm. Mitchell, three sophomores who are tremendous. Is that a team, Pepperdine we're talking now, the pride mm-hmm. and joy of Malibu, that you have it all on your radar? Where do you rate them? Yeah, absolutely. And and freshman to sophomore leap is something I know we look at a lot in the offseason. That's typically where you see the biggest jump for players to make in college. And yeah, all three of those guys are super talented, especially Lewis. Last season, we had a buddy uh, on a coaching staff in the WCC. He said, watch out for this Lewis kid. He could be player of the year good. Uh, last season is what he said. He, he was that good. But he missed some time last year, kind of fell off the radar. Yeah. You saw yesterday what he did. He scored, what, 30-something points? 29. Against yeah. Rice. 29, 29 points. Yeah. Blew out Rice. Rice is not that bad of a team. I, that was an impressive statement win. And Lorenzo Romar has been around the block a few times. So, yeah, Pepperdine is on the radar this season. It's a very that was very nice of you with Lorenzo Romar. I almost sensed I almost sensed that you wanted to say <laughs> something else, and then you just decided to go with who has been around the block. Uh, That's right. A much shorter slate of college basketball today. Do you have anything? Man, I wanted to bet on Sacred Heart, but cat's out of the bag on that one with uh, with Gallagher getting fired at Hartford. That program's in shambles. But um, I am looking at Milwaukee Purdue over. Uh, a, a total stuck out to me. Uh, Milwaukee has a new coach in Bart Lundy. He was the coach of Queens the last several years. And that team ran a lot, got up and down the floor, uh, uh, played at a high pace. Lundy's a great coach. Purdue's going to get whatever they want inside. Milwaukee's not going to stop them. So I think it should be a really high scoring game. Milwaukee's off a back to back. It's a weird kind of spot. They just played a non D1 team, but. Not too worried about that. Uh, I think this goes over the total. All right. We're showing 144 and a half currently on that total between Milwaukee and Purdue. Kai, great seeing you. We'll talk again, sir. Yo, thanks as always. At Kai underscore 3MW, or again, for all of three-man weaves picks this year, at 3MW underscore CBB. We'll come back on the other side. The mid-season NFL awards thoughts replete with musical intro from Kelly Bidlin. I think he might be singing. No? No, it's not happening? Oh, no. That's next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. College basketball started. Now's the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide at over 400 pages. It's our biggest betting guide ever with odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every team. Let me not gloss over that. 400 pages. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson and Matt Humans, provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and breakdown of all 60 coaching changes since last season. The only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber, though. Sign up now for just $99 and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. By the way, is uh, Wes Reynolds not a part of that as well? We're not giving Wes any love? Yeah, Wes is. Uh, I'll see it in my copy, man. I'll see my promo copy. Yeah, he wrote up uh, previews on the ACC and Big Ten. I know that much. Okay, there you go. Good knowledge. Yeah, Uh, I know. It's pretty impressive. I might have booked him for another show I'm doing today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you do another show. That's right. By the way, I keep texting Kelly during the other day. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot how you do another show. (laughs) Um, Let me just say this. I was going to read some tweets, but here's here's the nature of the tweets. Can I just do a synopsis of them? A couple people calling. We have Bob DeLuca coming up at the top of the hour. Bob DeLuca, who uh, crapped out, if I can use that phrase with uh, all six entries this past week in Circus Survivor, with all Bills. Used them all on the uh, Buffalo Bills, and the Bills, of course, losing to the Jets. And so Bob is out with the intrinsic value of each of his entries being $49,000 plus heading into the weekend. And so there's people, oh, Gil, stop it. Stop sugarcoating it. He's an idiot, right? That kind of thing. And then our guy, angriest guy in New Jersey, I like uh, Tweeter on Tweeter Crime. He's like, yeah, all all y'all, all y'all Gil and Bob, respect the gamble. 
None of y'all are in Survivor. Would you like his exact word? Yeah, please. Idiots chiming in from the cheap seats have been out of Survivor for seven weeks. Give me a break. You might not like what Bob did, but in all caps, respect the gamble. Right. Stand on. Show some respect. Ladies and gentlemen, well, you want to do this, Kelly? Why don't you do the intro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have our uh, 2022 midseason NFL awards show starting with the NFL MVP. There's the, the music slowly rising. Oh, which has a tone to it. Yes. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I did not expect that intro. Oh, it's crescendoing. Yeah, it's crescendoing, yes. <laughs> Took us way too long to find awards music. Man. We ready to go? Yeah, we're ready to go. Oh, okay. Right, for your MVP award, midseason, Gil Alexander with Jalen Hurts. Myself with Josh Allen. Gil, explain yourself. <laughs> <Can> <laughs> So let me ask you a question. We should, probably should have asked this question. We should, probably should have had this conversation before we did our mid-year award show, which is, who am I likely to bet on to win it by the end of the season? Or who is the actual winner if the awards were handed out now? Who's the winner if the award was handed out now? Then it's Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Because Jalen Hurts has done nothing wrong. He has been pristine as the quarterback of the only undefeated team in the National Football League. The Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts is your current MVP. I know he's not the short shot, and I'm, he's not the guy I would necessarily bet on because I don't think they're going to be undefeated. But right now, he's the MVP. I went back and forth on this between Hurts and Josh Allen, and I'm going to give it to Josh Allen, especially since there's maybe a chance that he has an injury and it maybe takes him out of this award chase for the entire season. But I just think the the, the statistical advantage from a passing standpoint does separate him 19 touchdowns, eight interceptions on the year for Josh Allen. And and look, this is a guy that I think of, when I think of guys in the NBA, it's 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 who do I want to go to war with? Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? He's the best player in the, in the league. He can win MVP every single year. I don't really think you, you, like there's much of an argument otherwise. What that guy does every time is incredible. Josh Allen, I think, is the singular most valuable player in the NFL from an offensive standpoint. What that guy can do with his legs and arm is incredible. First half of the year, what he did with Buffalo, I'm giving him the MVP. Okay. All right. All right, on to the next one. It is Offensive Player of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year, which is uh, essentially who they don't give the MVP to. Mm Mm-hmm. Usually a non-quarterback these days. We both went Tyreek Hill. Yes. As it should be. I agree. I believe Jalen Hurts is the short shot in uh, in most markets for this. But, man, Gil, I, I think this was a great exercise doing this last night, putting together your midseason awards. I don't know how often you actually just go look at player stats. Not, it's not something I'm checking not, in not on every often. week, right? Yeah, not super often. But, like, let's just look at receiving stats for the year. Tyreek Hill. 1,104 yards on 76 catches. Next on the list is Justin Jefferson at 867 yards. This guy has had an unbelievable season. I think you could see with what he's done, changing the shape of the Miami Dolphins offense. Uh, I, it's him. It's him. It's Well, those 1,104 receiving yards are the most receiving yards through nine games in the Super Bowl era. There you go. Hey, Jalen Hurts is the short shot I know over at DraftKings right now to win this. I just, some of the, these is what we talked about last week. Some of these awards I wouldn't even bet on. I wouldn't bet on this one right now because of that. Because what exactly is the award? I look at it, I wish they would just give it to a non-quarterback. Since the MVP is basically a quarterback. Yep. Say what it is already. Exactly. All yeah. right, next up. Defensive player of the year. <laughs> 
You should totally do the voiceovers <laughs> of the Oscars. Coming I, up next. I can't whisper well, though, you know? I'm much better with my Flex Seal one. Flex Seal! Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Micah Parsons is my defense player of the year. Now, admittedly, part of this is going to be colored by the fact that I have him at plus 650 from yeah. before the season to be defensive player of the year. There has been nothing in his game that would dissuade me from that. He's, yeah. he's the guy. I did, I did the little cop out here. Sorry, I did the oh. I'm going to hand it to two guys because oh. nobody's talking about what Matthew Judon's doing. How many times have you heard him brought up yeah. at all this year? And all he's doing, yes, he had three sacks this past Sunday. But his total right now is 11 and a half sacks for that team through nine games. He is on an incredible pace right now. And if this keeps increasing a little bit, he might be sniffing at the single season sack record. So um, I don't know how he's not in this conversation. And at 12 to 1 over at DraftKings right now, it might end up being a a small bet for me on defensive player of the year on Matthew Judon. I, I think... You can't take anything away. Having said all that, though, you can't take anything away from what Michael Parsons has done this year. He's an incredible player to watch, playing the multiple different positions and obviously focusing more on the pass rush this year. He's had a great season. If he wins the award, I'm not going to have any problem with it. But through the first half of the season, I'm going to give it to both those guys. He's everywhere. Michael Parsons is everywhere. Has there ever been a player like that where you're like, I cannot believe that on this one play he's here, he happens to be around the ball on this other play. It, it's just amazing with him. I mean, not really, and especially at that position, right? I think that the one I think about more are some of the safeties we've seen, Paul Amalu, Sean Taylor, you know what I mean, that would maybe play more up in the line of scrimmage and come at you. You know, we don't, you know what we don't say enough? We don't go back and, like, think about decisions. Michael Parsons, the pandemic year, just being like, yeah, I'm not playing football. Mm-hmm. Worked out nicely. Let's go next to up, what's next. Offensive Rookie of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> Just to do, to just have you do voiceovers for everything. <laughs> Kenneth Walker. Oh, you have Kenneth Walker the third as well. We did. We both yeah. went with Seattle here. Good on you, Pete Carroll, uh, for just saying, I'm doing a running game and I'm going to draft this guy. We we snickered. We laughed mm-hmm. when they drafted him as high as they did. But Kenneth Walker is the guy with a, uh, you know, a, shout, a little nod to Damian Pierce. But Kenneth Walker's the short shot. He ought to be right now. Yeah, Damian Pierce still leads him overall in rushing yards, but you got to remember he's been he's been a part of that Houston offense longer uh, than, than Walker has uh, with Seattle. Man, both these guys, this is another one, Gil. If you want to give it to Damian Pierce, I'm fine with that. A running back who's getting that many carries and averaging, he's ripping off 4.6 yards a carry. Um on a bad team, right? To be a running back on a bad football team is impressive, but still, it's right now, it's Kenneth Walker. With right. everything Seattle's doing. We got to speed it up, voiceover guy. Okay, next up, offensive, no, defensive rookie of the year. I went Sauce Gardner. Um, I went Sauce Gardner, and listen, I am, did, did he interfere with Gabe Davis on that last Man. play? Man. It seems like he's getting veteran respect from officials yeah, yeah. like he can kind of do whatever he wants and they're like yeah good play sauce uh but he's made an impact for a six and two jets team so i want a mod guard yeah i uh he's a short shot absolutely could go there Tariq Woolen. i'm going with the sticking with the seahawks theme good for you. four picks for him this year i think if he if he stays up there in the interception race he's gonna he could win this award you know what i've you know, so far about this nothing's really that surprising yeah nothing too much yeah uh, all right, comeback player of the year. All right, the most nebulous, the most vague of all awards. What does it mean? What are you coming back from? And somehow the both of us have decided 
that coming back from generally sucking throughout the rest of your career or the previous ports of your career is the way to go. Gino is the comeback player of the year. Yeah, Gino's the comeback player of the year. Look, even if you don't, if you don't understand the award, you got to still look at how they how this has gone in years past, and yeah. guys like this can win the award even if he's not coming back from an injury. All right, next up, coach of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Coach of the year. I like how you emphasize that last word. Uh, listen, you already know I have a bet on Pete Carroll at 10 to 1. I didn't get him at the best number, even though I advocated it here. But I finally made the bet. I got him at 10 to 1 to win the Coach of the Year. But if you're asking me who's the Coach of the Year right now, they're undefeated. Yeah. So you have to give it to Nick Sirianni. And by the way, if they're undefeated at the end of the season, he'll be the winner too. Nick Sirianni, Eagles, period. I think good for, good for you. I, I was maybe, I think I was expecting you to go Pete no, Carroll here. No. But you're right. Pete Carroll was a good bet a week or two ago. It's still, probably still a good bet. Yeah. But Nick Sirianni is the coach of the year through the first half of the year. With what he's done with this offense, this group of players, undefeated, it's, it's, it's not even a question. And that's why I also say Jalen Hurts is the MVP for the same reason. If you don't lose and you're basically pristine in your play, how can you not be? What have you done wrong? That's your mid-season awards. Do we have a close for you for the voiceover guy? For this? Sure. Thank thing? you for attending this year's mid-season award show. Kelly Billet, everybody. Kelly, do we do college football guessing lines later on the show? Yeah, we are. Oh, how, did I, how did I not promote that? I don't know. 8-15. What am I doing? Hockey next with Jake Hahn. Look at the early NHL season. What a pass by Ovechkin last night. That's next. Numbers Game Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Hannah Storm and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
a numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sports books. Just place a single first basket score or prop bet on any NBA game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the... Uh, the feedback, Web 12-66, Angriest Guy in New Jersey. Gil, if you could see your own face through the segment, Priceless, don't be rough on the crew. I know you won't. They're hitting their stride. 1952 Oscar music. I loved every minute, every second of that segment. What are they talking about? That's exact, hey, you know what? I'm glad to hear that because that's exactly the theme I was going for. Okay? <laughs> 1952 Oscar. way Oscars? too much like, Disney-sounding music. Mm. <laughs> the crew was not happy with me on how many award show musics I went through. I'm like, no, this one doesn't work for this reason. It's wonderful. Johnny Ringo, the, the award show is missing a slap, he said. Should have had a slap. Did you get a it? slap. Will Smith. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that would have been a good way to end if I just walked right up there and smacked <laughs> you in the <laughs> face. Slap. And then I and then I just went on with the monologue. Yeah. <laughs> then we had a whole explanation afterwards. You're like, well, Jada made me do it. There's a look on her face. Jake Hahn joins us, ladies and gentlemen, to talk some hockey with us. He's the co-host of The Point, the fantasy hockey show on Sirius XM NHL. We're always happy to see Jake. Jake, without a hat on today, first time rocking the hair. How you doing, man? That's right. That's right. I'm doing good. Got the hockey hair going on for you guys to talk a little puck. And it's it's great to hear from you guys again. You guys always uh, crack me up bringing me in here. So it's, it's good to talk talk puck with you guys. Well, let, let me just sort of ask you this. And this is actually not to Kelly because we were talking about this off air, which is we had Andy McNeil on last week and he had like six picks one morning we never remember andy doing that on any given morning you and we'll get to your picks you have a bevy if i may use that word of picks as well this morning and here we are very early in the hockey season you know a little more than 10 percent into it just like the nba season and you got a bunch is this normal for you that you have many more picks early in a season you know based on we just had a college basketball discussion on the same subject that the lines are just going to be that much softer yeah, and I, to me, honestly, Gil, it really does depend on the night. There's nights, and you know this, betting on all sorts of sports. There's mm-hmm. nights where there's 12, 13 games, but there's really only one or two that you really like. And as a sports better, as a gambler, you have to limit yourself sometimes. you got to be patient, and you have to wait for your lines. Other times, there's a 12, 13-game night, and I look at them. I'm like, I have opinions on all these games. I, I feel like I could easily make 10, 11 bets, and you try to trim it down to the games that you really like. So I I do think getting in on some of these lines early, like, for example, and I know you mentioned we're going to get to all the picks in a second here. For example, I, I really like the Devils tonight. Jump in on the line early last night. It was around minus 110, minus 115, depending on where you look. It's up to minus 135 in a lot of spots right now. So I, I do think at times it's important if you can the night before, if you've got books that have lines available, to maybe jump on some games that you like because they tend to move pretty quickly these days. It's it, You can't be waiting around too much if you want that good number. So just to be clear, no bet on the Devils at the current price at minus 135. At minus 135, it's probably right at the limit for me. I, I still would think about it with Calgary playing on the second half of a back-to-back, playing a difficult game last night. They, they also just haven't been playing great in general, and the Devils just beat them in Calgary over the weekend. And 
New Jersey is just rolling right now. So minus 135, I think I could still get there. But anything higher than that, it would be a pass for me at the current price. Before we get to the other bets, let me just ask you this this sort of macro hockey question. Because I, I say this about baseball. The chasm between the haves and the have-nots has been getting wider and wider, certainly the last you know, five seasons that it's just ridiculous how now the, the best teams win 107 and 108 games, not 100 or 101 games now anymore. And in football, we see it now. We've had our, our top three in power rankings have been solidified all year. Four through seven are the same teams. It just seems like the, the chasm is getting a little wider there too. Hockey, I, I don't know if this is the case in hockey, but at least the early part of this season you just mentioned the Devils. I mean, the Devils, let's 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 throw them into this group of three because the Devils have won six in a row. They're nine and three. But you know what I'm really referring to is the, the Bruins are 11 and two, and the Golden Knights are 11 and two on a seven-game winning streak, which I'm guessing most people didn't necessarily see coming here early in the season. Are we, I know it's only 13 games, so maybe I'm off here. Is there any of that that creeps into your mind that we're seeing a little of that in hockey too, or is that just random? Yeah, I, I don't think it's uh, to the extent of some of those other sports that you mentioned. Uh, when you talk about baseball, I've really had to adjust betting on baseball in recent years because the favorites are coming home. And, you know, you might have to throw a parlay together with a couple of favorites, whereas I used to just strictly be betting dogs, knowing anything can happen in a baseball game. And I've had to adjust over the last few years in hockey as well. It used to be, you know, you see a big dog, you just go and bet it because it's a hockey game. There's a lot of randomness the cream tends to rise to the top in recent years, at least in this early part of, of the season, we are seeing a lot of underdogs come through and, you know, we're seeing the margins be very, very thin, but there's a couple teams that really stand out right now and are just winning basically every single night. And you continue to get them at dog prices, Gil and Boston and Vegas are those, are those examples. You know, Boston was an underdog over the weekend. They ultimately lost, but these teams are winning every single night yet. You're still getting pretty good prices on them. And, and Vegas is another example of that tonight. You can still get them at, at a dog, price here in Toronto so you and, and that's one of your plays you like the Knights tonight I do I I think it's a team that you can continue to ride and Boston has been one of these teams for me recently as well where you just keep getting good prices on them I'm going to keep betting them until the, the market adjusts uh, this is a pretty fair line I think the Leafs do deserve to be slight favorites at least to pick them on home ice and they're coming off a weekend where they beat a couple of great teams Toronto beat Boston on Saturday in a really tight low scoring game then they went to Carolina in which is just a brutal back-to-back on Sunday and they found a way to win a game which I thought would be a scheduled loss for the Maple Leafs so so they're impressing me over the last couple games. Vegas always seems to step up in a game like this in Toronto, uh, you know, national TV here in, in Canada. So it's a big game for them. They know the spotlight's on and they're just rolling right now. So minus 105, even money. If you can still get any sort of plus money with Vegas, I think that's a play for tonight. You also like a couple short favorites uh, out west late tonight. The Kraken short favorites against the Preds. The Kings short, favorite is, uh, short favorites against the Wild. Yeah, a couple of great games, really interesting games. And Seattle is not a team I saw myself betting at all early in the season, unless it was at a huge dog price. I, I wasn't a huge believer in this roster coming in. They've got some young players that they're trying to implement, but they continue to impress me at both ends of the ice scale. They're really pushing the pace offensively. They're finding a way to generate scoring chances, which I didn't see coming. They certainly weren't doing that last year as an expansion team. And they're really tightening things up defensively. So this is an important game for Nashville. Uh, they did pick up a big win over the weekend, but they've really been struggling and they want to get back in this conversation. But a short favorite on home ice for Seattle. They're rolling right now. That's a price I'm willing to pay. And the Kings and Wild should be a really fun game to watch. The, the Kings were a team I had pegged coming into the season as an over team. And it has played out that way. They've been 
really good offensively and really bad defensively, giving up a lot of goals. Minnesota will trade chances with you as well. So maybe look towards the over six and a half in this game as well. I could see it being really high scoring, but the Kings at home, I think are a slightly better team than Minnesota right now. And to get them at a pick and price, I think that's pretty fair for LA tonight. All right. And one total for good measure. You have blues and the flyers. You're going under here. Yeah, the honestly, the Flyers, and I got a chance to see them live last week, Gil. They came into town in Toronto when I went to the game, and the Flyers were playing on the second half of a back-to-back in that game. They were playing a desperate Maple Leafs team that was struggling. The sky's falling. People want the coach fired. So the Leafs stepped up and, and played sort of this tight game, and they end up winning. But I came away impressed with Philly and this John Tortorella coach team that just going to be really annoying to play against this year. I still think they're going to struggle to generate offense on a consistent basis because they just don't have the guns up front. But I think they're going to try to win ugly. Carter Hart between the pipes is playing amazing right now. A great young goaltender that kind of tapered off the last couple of seasons so i i think philly's going to try to play these lower scoring games i got in at under six and a half last night it has dipped down it's basically a flat six right now i still think there's some value in the under here assuming carter hart gets the call uh, blues will be playing on the second half of a back-to-back but they are really struggling to score right now so i, I think we could see a, another low, low scoring affair in philly tonight all right a good four or five picks right there from uh jay Khan at jay han for h-a-h-n the number four real quick 30 seconds is there a futures play of any kind on any team or maybe an award uh top goal scorer heart trophy the the non-austin matthews connor mcdavid category any long shot at there at all Oh, it really does feel like for the Rocket that this is McDavid's year. Yeah. And uh, the odds have shifted to the point where he's now the favorite and Matthews is now the, the second favorite who is starting to to get going a little bit. I, you know, I think you could look at some teams that have gotten off to maybe some pedestrian starts. Like, like I think the Central Division might be more for the taking than it was last year where Colorado just absolutely dominated. So I think I would look to that side of the bracket. If Colorado is indeed vulnerable this year, maybe you could look at a Minnesota who's gotten off to a pedestrian start. Maybe you believe in Dallas or Winnipeg, one of these teams. I think it's more bettable now in the Central Division than it was last year. Jake, love it. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Yeah, talk soon, Gil. Great great to be back on with you guys. Love it. Jake Hahn, everybody, uh, on hockey. He'll join us along with Andy McNeil throughout the season, co-host of The Point, the Fantasy Hockey Show on Sirius XM NHL. Your pro betting tip of the hour. Be okay with losing a bet. Listen, I know everybody on Twitter has never lost a single bet in their lives, but be okay with losing a bet, especially a long shot, as long as you had a plan and process in place and it just didn't work out. We got close on our World Series MVP. It was a plus 750 shot. Maybe you got it at double digits on Valdez. Certainly you did on Javier. The process was what it was. We knew the pitfalls didn't work out, but you have to be okay with losing when the process is good on long shots especially. Bob DeLuca next on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.